In today's episode, we have Alisa Wexler, who's going to share with us how she immerses her students in a travel experience that teaches at the same time. You will also get to hear how she has pivoted her business into the online world, how she was able to overcome the technical challenges of running an online business, and why having an online course is a great product to complement a live event. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Online Course Igniter podcast, where you'll hear from successful course creators and how they were able to turn their passion into a thriving online business empire. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the podcast today. We have Elisa Wexler from Fashion for Futures, who's going to tell us all about her journey into online business, online courses, and specifically around fashion and travel. And I'm just really excited to have you on the podcast today. How's it going? Wow, thanks for having me. Quite the introduction. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just always excited to have guests on, especially around topics that I don't know a whole lot about because it really gives me and others listening a lot of insight into you know things that we might not think about. I, I, I get to interview a lot of people and everyone has a different take on how to do their business and how to do marketing and selling. And right. I'm just really excited to hear your story. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I um, I can say that I'm definitely new to the online business. Um, Pre-COVID, I was running trips from Italy to New York City for fashion language learning, um, including going to New York Fashion Week and having a backstage experience. And then COVID hit and travel stopped um, about a week after I'd gotten back from New York Fashion Week in February. And, you know, like everybody else in the world, I took a, a pause and um, a moment to kind of grieve, you know, the business that I'd been building up for four or five years just completely disappeared um, and kind of thinking, okay, well, when is this going to come back? And in the meantime, um, was watching, you know, others go online and thought, all right, well, you know what, um, I can take my trip. Um, that I do with the language learning and try to create that experience online. And, and that's what I did. Um, I put my business English for fashion together and then just launched. Okay. Yeah. Let's, we'll uh, take that apart and figure out exactly how you did that. Just to get on the same page, can you describe for me uh, what do you mean by language learning and, and what does a, a course like English for fashion entail? Well, um, when it's in person, what it entails is a curriculum that I would conduct in New York City in an actual language school um, where, you know, those that want to learn English for the fashion industry would come and follow a curriculum from the production um, all the way to the promotion of a product and all of the language that is necessary for textile, fabrics, uh, design and sales in the fashion industry. And then, you know, after learning that language, they would practice in the afternoon by meeting industry professionals in the field and trying to facilitate a conversation with them. So in the online course, uh, what I did was I added grammar, listening, uh, different short segments to help with the structure of, um, of sentences and trying to get the students who take the course to be able to facilitate 
having a conversation or being able to write a mail to um, different industry professionals in order to help enhance their careers in the fashion industry. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Is this is this a um, common industry or niche for doing this type of work where you are teaching a language but kind of around a specific subject like fashion? Is, is that pretty common in, in the fashion world? I mean, not really. Um, you know, I don't, I have to say when it comes to competitors, I'm not sure that there are too many people out there doing it, especially um, with my background. So I'm not um, a designer. I do not have a fashion background. Um, I actually, you know, worked on Wall Street in New York and, um, you know, I've always been in business um, and I'm a business teacher um, and I've worked at university and I now teach at an international school teaching international business and business leadership and marketing. So I try to use my business tools to help creative people. Um, And, you know, part of one of the tools that I try to provide for them is the language because it's a big problem. Being able to talk to suppliers or being able to buy the fabrics becomes a problem. They always need a middleman. They always have to spend money on hiring somebody to help facilitate the sales for them. And this cuts the middleman and allows them to be able to do it themselves, which you know a lot of people like. Yeah, that's it's pretty awesome. And the reason why I ask that question is because whenever you know I listen to someone, I try to think of how we could use this in other ways. And it seems like uh, there's a lot of industries that could benefit from having uh, language courses tailored to them. So you know, people always ask, "What could you teach?" And we always say, "If you could." niche it down a little bit, the better. And so if if you could teach language, but you're speaking to a certain industry or segment of the market, it seems like that would be very powerful. It is. I mean, I can tell you here in Italy, there are you know schools that will offer different courses. Example, for architects or lawyers or doctors, you know, um, but most of the time what ends up happening in those niche markets is that people will just take private lessons um, for the words that they need to. I haven't seen a lot of courses developed around different specific niches, to be honest, but um, it's not it's not a bad idea. Sure, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's really cool. So let, let's talk about, um, before we get into the online stuff, you mentioned that you were doing this in-person first, correct? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay, so if you would just kind of tell us, like, how did that work? Um, were these... In-person events, were they small groups, big groups? How were you, how were you doing the actual in-person events? So um, I would recruit from Italy, all parts of Italy. And um, the trips usually had about anywhere between 12 to 15 um, Italian students from all over Italy that I would meet at the airport in Florence, Italy, and would take to Italy with me, I mean, to New York with me. Um, and I designed the whole trip, all inclusive, an immersive experience. I created the curriculum um, that was taught at a college um, in Times Square for them. And they would go to learn in the morning um, for about three hours in a classroom type setting, have lunch. And then in the afternoon, I would take them around to industry professionals and also, you know, getting a chance to see New York, go to different showrooms, go shopping, um, and really just kind of you know, breathe New York and, and have, you know, a fashion experience. That was one trip that I facilitated. The, the next step to that 
was New York Fashion Week, where um, a student would have to have acquired you know, a certain level of language. And what we call it is, you know, on the Sefer scale, um, the lowest level is A1 and the highest level is C2. So I would require that they would be somewhere in the middle, about a B1, being able to speak. Um, and that would allow them to come to New York Fashion Week and be able to work behind the scenes with emerging designers and, you know, find internships, make connections, be able to sell their brand, you know, find work. Um, so that was like the practical experience to the theory in the classroom. Oh, wow. This sounds, this sounds amazing. I want to go on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how, how long were these trips typically? So um, let's see. The, the, the fashion fundamentals, which was the, the curriculum learning at the, at the college, is 10 days. And fashion week was five nights, six days. So it would span the entire fashion week. Of course, moving forward in the future, I'm not sure you know how things are going to go back to normal. Let's let's hope that they do. I, I can't imagine that they're going to cancel out fashion weeks um, and make them digital because that's just not the way the fashion world works. But uh, you know, um, probably I can imagine that those trips are going to be about the same now because of COVID. Um, one thing that I have done is even though Italy has not yet opened up its doors to Americans um, or anyone per se at the moment. Over the summer, um, Italy has particular fashion events that are, are pretty incredible. And what I've decided to do is do the same trip that I run in New York City um, with the, the language learning here in Florence, but reversed for those that want to learn Italian for business. So um, I'm sure we'll be talking about that the end of the, the podcast of the online courses, but the last course that I'm creating um, is that. It, it is a course that has language, um, the business Italian for those that want to learn for the fashion industry to be able to sell their brand in Europe. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely dive deep into that. I just wanted to hit the live event thing a couple more times because oh, okay. um, I've had I've talked to I just I've talked to a couple of people who uh, have gone through the same situation. They were doing in person live events and yeah. then had this happen, and then now they're moving to online. So it's in interesting to hear a a market of people who are moving into online business and online courses because of what has happened. Mm -hmm. So I was just wondering, how were you finding people to go on these trips? Because, you know, flying someone out um, from Europe to the States is not, you know, it's going to cost. And then you have, like you said, the, the training, the food, the lunches and everything included. So how were you actually finding people to go on these trips? Well, look, um, you know, I've been in Italy now for 11 years. So I have a little bit of a network. Um, I use a marketing agency. Um, but I also have connections because I've worked at different universities and different schools around the area. So a, a lot of it at this point is, is also word of mouth. Um, probably um, if I wanted to make it bigger, I could do more promotion. Um, but I do promote through my, well, I was promoting through my, my Instagram and through Facebook and social media ads and things along those lines and predominantly through different universities in the Italy, in, in Italy, around Italy. So um, whether it was recruitment through a teacher or recruitment through um, students that have been on my trip, that was pretty much how I kept filling them up. 
Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds it just sounds like an an awesome idea. I mean, anyone who went on that trip, I bet just enjoyed it. Yeah, really <laughs> fun. It, it, it's definitely fun. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. And now so now you're trying to find ways to uh do that more locally and also you went into online business. So let's go ahead and talk about that. So um we have this, you know, worldwide um COVID comes through and just kind of wrecks everyone and, and yeah. shuts down a lot of things. And then so you you decided that you needed to do something and, and you found uh, online business might be the answer to that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I wanted to stay in the game. I mean, the choice that I asked myself was, look, if you want to shut down, you know, just completely all the work that I've done for four years, I could just shut down and then restart whenever this thing goes away. Or I could you know, kind of keep my presence in the world. Um, and, and that's what I decided to do, including, um, in a very strange way, I also am recently rebranding. So the, the name of my company has even changed. Um, and a lot of really great ideas, I have to say, have come out of the COVID period, um, including this online. And uh, I never, ever considered, I, I'm just, I'm not a really techie person. Um, I never even considered doing anything online. But, you know, what I did was um, I tried to take the core curriculum that I teach in New York and decided to kind of break that down and look at it from a learner's perspective and say, well, what are the highlights that I can kind of give the students? And including that inside of the the course, I actually put actual footage from my New York trip. So oh, cool. they do get the experiential retail experience live from footage in New York City where I was. Um, and uh, I thought that that was pretty cool. And it was a way to kind of like just brand my my online course to show that, you know, we'll be back, you know, just to give hope mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah, and, and and it's exciting to see that footage, and and it helps just show that you know what you're talking about because you have that footage to be like, look, I've I've done this, you know, in live events and right. have had success. So when you decided to move into online business, what were some of the first steps that you took? Did did you uh, create a course, or have you gone out and created a website or a blog or anything like that? Well, the first thing I did was kind of take a look and at the costs and um, I started kind of researching, you know, well, can somebody just design this for me? I mean, that was my first thing, you know, I was like, can I just like dump this on somebody who knows what they're doing? <laughs> um, but then when I looked at the costs um, and then also spoke to my husband who said, there's no possible way you could dump this on somebody um, because you've got too many ideas um, and you're too crazy. So, you're, you know, <laughs> you bother them way too much. So, you know, you need to try to figure this out, piece it apart. And uh, that's what I did. I just, you know, if, in, a, in a very honest, simplistic way, I Googled every single thing. I joined, um, I looked and I said, okay, what's the best? I Googled what's the best online learning platform. And a few came up, but Thinkific came up. And the reason I chose Thinkific was because it was free. And, uh, you know, I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, let me just try it and see how it goes. And, and, and then if, if things go well, I can always move up to premium. Um, and then after that, I, I kind of Googled slides and all right, fashion slides. And then how do I make slides interactive for learning? I've read a lot of blogs, a, a lot of different articles. Um, every night I was reading something different. 
I joined the Thinkific group on Facebook and pretty much annoyed the hell out of them, um, asking <laughs> you know a million questions, and they were so helpful. Uh, that that's an awesome group, mm-hmm. and uh, you know people were just so willing to help and and willing to to give really good advice for free, and I just really appreciated that. So that's what I did. I created a, a PowerPoint presentation and then you know made it interactive myself stressing it's everything is voice recorded with my voice it's all me um and timed and that took a while and then um you know i added in the extras i created the quizzes in pdfs and then i i went in and i added the listenings and my short little videos um and then i don't know in some miraculous way even with my husband kind of um, using one of those selfie sticks with duct tape around it, um, <laughs> videoing me, um, we did it, you know, and it was, it took me two months in quarantine while we were in quarantine to do it. Cause I have my two small babies, uh, two <laughs> years old and five. Um, so yep. it took two months, um, during nap times, but we did it. Well, congratulations, because I, I know that, that, that <laughs> that's not an easy task. Um, putting a course together, if you've never done it before or right. you're not so technical, it can definitely be very daunting because there's a lot of components involved that people don't really realize. Right. And uh, on top of that, to have the two young ones with you, I know from personal experience, because when I started in online courses six or seven years ago, my oldest was two or three and we had a newborn baby and I just remember it's it's not not easy (laughs) absolutely not no no, no. but um but how awesome is it that that you get to you know be there home with your family and and working on this business and building something that will hopefully pay dividends in the future right absolutely I mean I have to say you know everybody has their own family situation but I must say that you know, they're so supportive and even being as little as they are, I think in some weird way, they just get it. You know, I mean, it, it, as much as we don't want them to see these types of things and COVID has brought out some, some ugliness, right. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's also brought out some just realness, you know, just to show that we're real, we're human. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, we have to do things that we don't want to do or, or, and when we do those things, sometimes we can get really good benefits from them. So, you know, that's just it. Like, I never thought I'd have an online business. I never even thought that that would be a possibility. But now um, what it's done, instead of just having my trips, um, it's now opened up the doors to having two aspects to my business of income that, you know, I'm not there yet, but I, I will be at, at some point. So it's, it's nice to have that, that extra um, just there waiting, you know. Yeah, you know, there's so many benefits to having the course for you, um, especially when you already have a physical product, a service, or something like you do, which, you know, are these live events, because you have a uh, complimentary product to go with your event. So, you know, what I've seen people do is they've offered the course with the event, you know, like you can, you can take this trip and I'm going to throw in my course for you to go through too, if you want to learn a little extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gives you it gives you more uh, coverage on a national scale because where maybe before you could only target people in Italy or the states, now people can take your co- course globally, and right. you might have people reaching out from all kinds of different countries, you know, interested in, in your business. So have, having that course, I think, 
like you said, you know, it's a hard time, but there are some good things that can definitely come out of that. Right, right. And like, you know, going off of what you just said, um, that's, so the first course was kind of a, a trial and error because, you know, I, I really had no idea what I was doing. Um, and then after that, I don't want to say it become, it became kind of like addictive, but at, you know, people, I started doing better market research. Um, and that was something that I also learned from reading about these online courses. And, you know, the, the first course I just put up because I was like, oh my God, I have to do something to stay in the game. The second one that I created is for emerging designers um, around brand storytelling. And that one was specifically answering questions that designers had, meaning, you know, they said to me, listen, if I want to get my brand to New York Fashion Week, how do I do that? And that's what I answer in that course. So that market research, doing that market research, I think really helped me a lot creating. And and that was kind of a mini course. Um, And now this third one that I'm creating is, is based off of exactly what you had just said, which is offering a new experience, offering a new trip, but offering a, a peek inside before people book the trip. So mm-hmm. um, I completely agree with you. I think that, you know, even beside, take COVID out of the situation, you know, um, regardless of that, I still think it's a beautiful idea to have that in a package that you're selling um, for a trip experience is just really, really nice. Are you struggling to create your first online course? Do you have an idea for a course topic, but don't know how to get started? It can be hard trying to figure out everything that goes into course creation. How do you outline your course? How do you set up the technology to create the content? How do you publish it so that you can begin helping others and making money immediately? We know it can be difficult for first-time course creators. That is why we have designed the Start Your First Course Challenge. Our goal is to help you get that online course published within a couple of weeks. That means that you can get your digital product to market without wasting a bunch of time. We will show you how with the easiest methods possible that we have learned and crafted over the years. You'll learn how to choose a topic, outline your course, script what you want to say, and then record the material. After that, you'll discover how to set up the platform and publish it all with a simple system that's guaranteed to get you results fast. Beat your procrastination by taking action today. Go to startyourfirstcourse.com now to sign up. That's startyourfirstcourse.com. See you in the challenge. How many courses do you have up now? It sounds like you had three, and you said you're creating, is it a fourth one for the uh, Italian? This is my third. Okay, this is your third. Okay. And uh, you cool. know, the second one was a mini one. So it's nothing like the it was nothing like the first one. Um Yeah, it's just kind of a yeah, starter. Exactly. Exactly. Um but this this third one is a big one because this this third one is the reason that I've decided to rebrand and change the name of my company and kind of open up uh, the trips to where I live, which is something I never mm-hmm. I've not never thought I'd do, but I think it's a very good time to do it now. Um, so, you know, this course is more about really kind of getting into the immersive in-depth, um, creative experience of what made in Italy is and the business tools that you need to be successful in the industry, um, including language. So inside this course will be, um, eight segments of 
Italian language for business um, people, craftsmen. And then when they come on the trip here in Italy, they will take the real version live. But this gives them a taste, um, a couple words that they can get through the airport with, which I think is pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. Something cool, it's something different. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. You know, if I was going on a trip over there and and I could have that chance to learn um, some Italian before leaving and and start building that confidence and then get over there and be on a trip where I can practice kind of what I learned already and learn more on top of that, that's an amazing experience. I think it's going to do really well. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, um, and it's not a classroom type thing. It's an immersive type thing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, one thing that um, I'm, I'm really focusing on is this idea of leisure, you know, adding business to pleasure. So, you know, instead of uh, sitting down in a classroom, which is something I'm thinking about changing in New York as well, um, I think it might be better to kind of teach on the go, you know. Um, example, while you're here and you're doing a cooking class, you know, fashion on a plate, you're learning the words while you're actually um, physically touching the products. And I, and I think that that helps with memory, um, and learning, and it's going to enhance. My goal is to really enhance international relations through that. But then on the other hand, they're going to have this online course that they can keep forever and have the PDFs, have the language, you know, learn the mind mapping tools. So, you know, that's something really cool too, is like, you know, we always say when we get books, I keep my books forever. But mm-hmm. um, there's something about an online course, too, that you can always have access to that if you have a question later, you can open it up, review it, go over it again. So, Yeah, definitely. That's that's good stuff. So let's talk about how are you getting um, traffic to your course now? Are you uh, is it still relying mostly on word of mouth? Have you experimented with ads or any organic strategies or anything like that? Interesting that you asked, because um, what I can't what I started with was just promotion through word of mouth, people that know me. Um, and then also, um, just promotion on, on social media. I have not yet done ads and that is the next phase. But what I did was I did pull down my social media for a period of time to rebrand. So, um, I will be coming back into the world, um, in January, um, at some point. And, um, and when I do with the new website and the new features and everything else, um, I think that would be the perfect time to really run the ads to get more exposure. Yeah, correct. Yeah. The, the ads are definitely the, the faster way to get things going. Agreed. 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 <laughs> um, t- takes a little time. You got to play around with them and, and get them working correctly. But once you, once you crack that code and you can convert it, they can be very powerful. And then it's just, uh, scaling it from, from there. Um, speaking of scaling, have you ever thought about, like, I imagine that you can only take so many people on these trips at a time before it becomes too overwhelming. Now, what happens if you if your business blows up and you run ads and you uh, grow just exponentially? How would you handle that? Do you w- would you have other people um, going on trips? Like, have you thought about that? I mean, I once had a manager who said these are problems that you want to have, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, so at the end of the day. In reality, though, the trips really work well with 15 to 20 people maximum. Um, 
more than 20 people, I don't think that I would be able to give the experience that I'm really looking to give people. Um, So, you know, if it blew up and people wanted to, I mean, I can tell you right now for the trip in Italy, I already have two sessions planned. Um, oh, nice. Of course, I'm planning regardless of COVID. I'm trying to be <laughs> that positive person who um, is, you know, aware and I'm going to follow all of the obvious safety instructions and there's going to be social distancing and what, whatever the government says we're going to do. But I want to be positive and have it planned um, with obvious, like, you know, 100% back guarantee. Um, mm-hmm. But the two sessions allow for two different moments for groups to come. Um, and then at that point, you know, I would just say there would have to be a waiting list, to be honest, um, to try to see where we are and where we are with the government and, uh, you know, what's allowed and what's not allowed. Because, in, you know, in order for me, let's just say the world was normal again and there were no restrictions, um, I would still need, because it's Europe. Um, and I'm talking about the Italy side, I would still need to keep it smaller because, you know, it's not easy to get around here like it is in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, it's the places are smaller. Um, the, the Everything is smaller. So it, it just to make people comfortable so that they really feel like they're getting it. You know, I don't know. I would I hope to have that problem. yeah definitely well the good news is that with the online course um if there was a waiting list or something like that you could always just say well we're we're on a waiting list but i do have this course that you can go check out (laughs) exactly exactly check it out see how you feel you know see if you really if you like it and and um and actually every part of the trip is covered in the course so the really cool part about this new course that's coming out is that i got um before COVID interviews with some of like the really top people in Italy from different, you know, fashion schools and different fashion professionals over here and got incredible interviews with them about what made in Italy is. And it's just, it's pretty powerful because those, those are the people that they will meet on the trip. Um, so they get a taste of that. The, the Italian teacher is the teacher that will be the one on the trip. So it's almost like they get to know the people and meet them before they actually meet them. And that's something nice. Cause when you go to a different country and you don't mm-hmm. know anybody, it's nice to see mm-hmm. a familiar face. I think it's a comfort thing too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Having, having a, a, a face to the name and, and yeah. meeting those people and, and already being like, Oh, I kind of, kind of recognize this person from the course and uh, kind of like them already. So yeah, right. that's, that's pretty cool. Hoping that they so, like them, right? <laughs> yeah. Hoping that they like them. I'm sure they will though. Um, so thinking back to, you know, when you, when you made that first course, like when you were learning and you're researching and you're, you're, looking at how to do PowerPoint slides and all the complications of the technical things. Um, looking back now at that, is there anything you would have done differently or something that if, if someone was listening and they're in that right now, they're in that, that phase of, oh, I want to get this course out, but I don't know how to create these slides and I don't know how to re- record myself. Is there any advice that you could give that person? Absolutely. Keep going. Um, you know, Find a quiet space, do whatever you have to do, turn everything off and just focus because nobody can do it better than you can. Like I was all about throwing money at people who I don't know, who I don't trust, who don't know me, who don't have my vibe, who, you know, 
I'm still, even with this course, I'm doing it on my own. It's taking me a lot longer, but I'm doing it on my own. Um, there's some, there's something, there's some element of doing it yourself, no matter how painful it is, that is so rewarding and something that I think um, the people that buy your course will see through you. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean you have to be the jack of all trades. It doesn't mean you have to be able to do everything. But I think we're so impatient as people in general that um, we just rush things that can't be rushed. And sometimes putting your, your own uh, self into it and taking a moment to do it brings you a lot more benefit. So my advice is, you know, slow down, think about what you want to do, really think about what you're not able to do and try to make a list of that and just keep crossing it off. And every night, a lot, a little bit of time to get it done, a little bit of time and put yourself on some type of schedule or calendar or markers. And when life gets in the way, you know, allow it to, and just keep going. And if you have to move back that, that, that deadline, move it back because it's going to be more successful and you're going to sell more of them, in my opinion, um, if you put your whole heart into it. That's what I think. Oh, that, that is some absolute great advice. And uh, I, I do believe that 100% that, you know, no one else is you, you know, you can get a, a, a course on Facebook advertising, but no one's going to teach it like that person teaches it, you know, so it's, um, it, it's very important advice to, to, to say that. Now, it, are you saying that your husband was right in the fact that you shouldn't have handed this off? I'm gonna give, I have to say, I'm going to give him so much credit. He was my baby. Um, he was absolutely right. I drove him insane. I made him, you know, redo the videos, the introduction video. I don't know, something like 12 times. He, he had to make like <laughs> cups of coffee. It was crazy. Um, but we had fun. You know, at the That's end, awesome. we, can look, we can look back and we can, we were crying at the time, but we're laughing now, you know, so, um, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Yeah. He was right. I'll what? give him that. Yeah. <laughs> what a fun experience. So, yeah. um, you, you owe me, you owe me a coffee, sir. If we ever see each other, cause I oh, got yeah. you some, some points. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's, um, you know, that, that's, that's such a great experience. You know, it's, it's cool that you're able to bring the family together and that you are able to do this with him and, and have that. And, you know, if this just blows up into a giant success for you, you know, those times are hard. It, it is hard. You know, it can be a lonely world um, for a lot of people who, who don't have that support and have yeah. to sit there and do this on their own and figure yeah. it out. And I'm glad that you said, just keep going. Cause even me, you know, I'm try to stay as positive and, and happy go lucky as much as I can, but I have those days where I just want to give up and, and throw in the towel. Oh, so yeah, it's course. good yeah. to hear someone else say that, you know, yeah, we all got to just keep going. Yeah, for sure. So thinking about keeping going and the future of your business, uh, you know, we talked about what would happen if if this did turn into excess, how you would handle the events. But where where do you see this business going in the next five or 10 years? If, if everything worked out the way you wanted to, let's say that uh, the COVID just kind of went away magically and, and life got back to somewhat normal and you could do events again, your course could be successful. Where would you like to take this company in the future? I love that question. Um, just trying to visualize where, where I see it in, in five years is being able to run, you know, three trips to New York and, you know, three trips in, in Florence a year, um, because I do work full time. I am a teacher. So 
Um, and I, and I don't see me leaving that in the next five years. Um, because I really, I, I like teaching. I like what I do and I like being in the schools for right now. So the, the times when I can do the trips, even, you know, those six times a year, I think I can really make that happen um, and kind of keep that steady over the next five years and grow my programs, grow the professionals that I am you know, bringing on board to speak to the, you know, the people that are coming on my trips, you know, really trying to develop, you know, a solid base of consistency where my trips are growing and then the online courses are really complementing them. So having sales in, in both areas over the next five years consistently is the ultimate dream, to be honest. Awesome. Yes. And it's great to dream big. And I just wish you the most success. It's been like a absolute pleasure talking to you today. And I, I'm always trying to find people in different industries, different niches, people who are doing things a little differently than than what I'm used to and getting them on the podcast because I feel like it'll give others ideas. You know, maybe someone hasn't ever thought about doing an in-person event before and you're showing some ways that that can happen for others and we just yeah. appreciate you today. If uh, someone wanted to find out more about you and your business online, where can they do that? Well, look, um, you can get me on the Thinkific course would be fashion for futures with an S um, dot thinkific.com. Um, and from there, you can find the website, which is www.fashionforfutures.com. Um, you know, check me out and um, follow me on the website and the IG lives and anything else, you know, questions that they might be interested in, in asking. I'm here. I'm absolutely here. Awesome, very cool. Well, I enough for for this. This was was awesome, and I really, I really enjoyed speaking with you as well. Thanks for this opportunity. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, again, I just uh, hope hope that you have that major success that your course blows up and you can do those events again. I know that you're changing people's lives because someone who has the opportunity to go to the country where they're learning this language and apply it to a skill. That's that's the part that interests me the most is the fact that you're not just teaching Italian and you're not just teaching English, right. but you're creating an all immersive experience for that person that has to be life-changing. And uh, hopefully you get to keep doing it because it sounds like you're very passionate about it. And I just um, hope for the best for you in the future. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank you again. Really, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Elisa. You can find out more about her and her business by visiting fashionforfutures.com or you can get the show notes of this episode along with links and resources by visiting onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash 18. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Online Course Igniter podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening so that you don't miss an episode. If you would like to learn more marketing strategies and how to sell your online course, then also check out our free community where we share tips, tricks, and tutorials at onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash community.